So you guys know that I love a good book. So I have curated my own book collection by Jameer Smith on Amazon. So make sure you check it out at www.amazon.com backslash shop backslash Jameer underscore Smith. And check out some of these amazing books that I chose. (laughs) Happy reading. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. I'm so happy to be back, man. Listen, there has been so much going on. I have been super busy and I just needed to really take a moment to just kind of be in my own like little zone and zest and just do my thing. But welcome back, everybody. And I'm acting like we just didn't have a show last week, right? But, um... You know, I think there are times in life that you really do just have to take like that moment, that beat, just to kind of like reflect on everything that's going on in the world. And I know none of you are living under a rock. And listen, I live here in Los Angeles and actually in the heart of Hollywood. And so when I say I had to take a beat, it was just so much and still is so much going on right now with the writer's strike and the actors are striking here in Los Angeles and actually in New York City as well. And I just think that it's just a very interesting time in the industry, being a creative. And um, I don't want to go too deep into it because I know that we're going to have people on the show talking about their experience um, protesting, their experience uh, picketing, you know, the different studios here in L.A., the different studios in New York City. And just, you know, their feelings with everything. I just have to say, as a creative um, and dealing with the writer's strike, there's a lot. And I just always feel like, you know, everyone needs to be equally paid. I know that's not reality. But I also know that the work that is really put into just being a creative from the writing and the research and the interviews and every single production and direction that goes into creating a platform everyone needs to be equally paid and or paid accordingly because again it takes us all you know it can't just be the people at the top it really does take every single one of us to make sure that we are doing our own part to make every part of whatever we're doing successful, whether that's a movie, whether it's a television show, whether it's a podcast or a short or whatever. And a huge shout out to the people that are actually still figuring out ways to continue to be creative in this very tumultuous time. Um, My heart, my spirit, my love goes out to everyone that I see every day as I'm driving on Sunset Boulevard you know, out picketing, you know, I definitely honk my horn to let you know that I am out there and it's hot as hell. Okay. Now listen, shout out to all of y'all. I can bring y'all some water. If there's some donation sites, I know there's a lot going on online that, you know, we can donate to and support. But listen, y'all, it is too hot in these LA streets. I'm sorry. I can't go out there with y'all right now. Mm -mm. Let the temperature go down. Can y'all do it in the afternoon? How about that? Let's let's do it in the evening. I know people are not working at that point, but no, I'm just saying, no. Um, the other piece, and I, it's not a funny matter, but also, y'all know me, I got to throw a little bit of laughter into this crazy world that we're living in. Um, 
but it's just it is really a lot happening a lot going on and um you know i did i needed to take a few days just to reflect um i have a lot of big projects i know that you guys hear me talking about that but i do i have a lot of great collaborations and projects that the jameer smith show um will be a part of in the next few weeks in the next few months um you know we really have gotten some really big momentum going on with the show this season is like a season of rebirth for us because there's so many people that are just noticing us and seeing the value we've seen the value from the beginning you know as i created the show i've always wanted to make sure that i highlighted creatives and and people that had stories and provided them an additional platform to tell it but i also know that we want to always grow our show we want to make sure that we are aligned with the right organizations and productions and people. And I have to say, I really am rubbing some really good shoulders and meeting some really good people in the industry that have given me some really good advice. And and I think that's what makes all of us successful. You know, I'm a person that loves to see us all win, you know, in some capacity. Huge shout out to Issa Rae. Um, You know, the the woman is... (sighs) Issa Rae, man, is just in these streets. And when I tell you in the streets, man, she has got her foot on all of our necks from her new, what is it? Uh, um, oh, my gosh. Radio, R-A-E, radio, um, in the collaboration she's doing now with Def Jam to, you know, her role, I think it's almost, a real, I'm going to say leading role because the woman is on every major red carpet around the country right now of the black barbie to isa has so much going on right now that you have to look at her her fourth location of hilltop opening here in los angeles and y'all know how i feel about hilltop i mean i go to hilltop religiously to research and do work and eat some good damn food man shout out to Issa and the team, man, for just creating a space for creatives and and people that are like her. And, you know, as I always say, giving people the opportunity. We need to see each other again, Issa. I got some got some things cooking. Um, But uh, shout out to the Issa's of the world and the other creatives that are just really finding their own footprint throughout all of the craziness that's happening in this world. Um. But I know a lot of you follow me on social, right? Instagram and um, primarily Instagram is what we we post on. We're really getting bigger on uh, TikTok and and Snap is really not my thing unless you get a good filter. But, um, you know, I, I love that you guys are sending us so many messages from all of the places that I have been in these last few just weeks. It's It's crazy. I mean, I, I was able to go to Santa Monica to um, the sensational Malibu Ken. That is the original Black Ken doll. Um, but the Barbie um, premiere is the World of Barbie tour in Santa Monica. And I talked about it before, but to be invited by the company. And y'all know I showed up in my amazing little pink double-breasted blazer in my green pants. Y'all know I did my thing. But, you know, a lot of you sent me messages on Instagram of just the title of the post that I made. And 
I wanted to use the title, The Original Black Ken Doll, because everyone that knows me knows that I have always been a pretty boy. That's exactly who I am. I will die a pretty boy. And when I say pretty boy, the fashion alone, right? Like, my hair is always put together. The clothing is always on point. And I love that about me. Not sounding braggadocious, but I mean, when you know that you have an it skill or a factor... Dressing is one of my things. And I remember my dad saying that I get that from my uncle. Huge shout out to my uncle, Johnny, um, who, (laughs) Uncle Johnny, shout out to Beyonce. Um, But uh, he was just an icon. I remember my dad saying that he rolled with a lot of, you know, not too good people. But uh, they always talked about how well-dressed he was. And uh, my dad was just like, I really do. We called him Uncle June. But um, a lot of people just say how I resemble him from hair to face to just how I dress and mannerisms and everything. Um, He just had that swag. Y'all know, listen, I'm a Smith. Y'all know we keep that swag nasty on you. But... um, I decided to choose the original Black Ken doll, Sensational Malibu Ken. And that was the original Black Ken doll. Um, And the comments were just amazing from all of you. And uh, I had a good time. Like the service and the people that were working the exhibit. It's an installation going on. I don't even know when it's closing. Because it's getting so many rave reviews from everyone and and it was packed. Um, There was a salon that was even in there, um, Vidal Sassoon. Shout out to Vidal Sassoon because the workers there, there was this uh, mirrored, uh, you know, virtual reality. You can change your hair to the kin. And I chose like this big uh, blonde hairpiece that looked like, you know, a Ken doll. And it was just, I mean, the whole exhibit was just fun. I mean, from looking at the Barbie houses to um, the van and the picnics and everything was just done and thought out extremely well. So if you are in the Santa Monica area uh, in California, check it out. It's fun. Take your kids, take your friends. You know, you get to relive this youthfulness of what we all were. I remember playing with a couple of dolls when I was younger and, um, you know, not seeing a lot of representation of the black Ken dolls or, you know, the black female dolls. And it's great to see an array at the end of the exhibit of all of the different dolls that Barbie has made, you know, um, there was a, a couple of dolls that had autism or some that were in wheelchairs or, you know, some that showcased iconic, you know, characters like, um, oh my gosh, who did I see? Um, um, oh my gosh. Um, who were some of the authors? There was like Rosa Parks to, um, Maya Angelou and uh, Catherine, I can't remember the last name, but one of the black astronauts um, um, that Taraji P. Henson played. And um, it was just, it was a really great exhibit. And you were able to see the first original Barbie that was ever made. That was super dope, honestly. It was really, really dope. Um, And then a lot of you were just talking about 
my experience at the Hammer Museum, I mean, the Hammer Projects, it featured so many um, just... It was inaugural exhibition, man. It really was. It was a redesigned uh, lobby of just these beautiful red... Um, I, I I can't even describe it. I, it was just a lot of red lines and 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 um, it was super unique to see how it was draped around all of the walls and hanging down. Think of like uh, moss, and it was just bright red moss um, in the lobby, and it just kind of walked you through this visceral insulation. Um, it's in Beverly Hills. Check that out, um, you know, UCLA. It's through, I believe that's August the 20th. Yeah, so shout out to the Hammer Museum for welcoming me into the exhibit. Um, I created this beautiful post about it. And um, yeah, and then, oh man, ugh, I have to say, Sunday, this past Sunday was big because the regenerate the regeneration of um what was it, nineteen eighteen sixty-eight to nineteen seventy-one. Um Black Cinema was at the Academy of uh Motion Picture of Arts here in Los Angeles. And it was the closing of it, and it was just it was a super dope exhibit, man, to see all of the iconic actors and actresses and directors and writers. And, you know, you got to see so many people that have paved the wave, way and waves for all of us. Right. Um, who endured so much pain. I mean, there was a, an entire section of blackface and how iconic that was in that moment to really break through as a character and a caricature and, um, you know, going through life of, um, oh my gosh. You, if you think of every actor and actress that really paved the way from Ruby D to, um, Ozzy Davis. And I remember they went all the way back to Josephine Baker and had an entire, moment and exhibit for Josephine Baker. And um, I had an amazing time at the Academy because I wanted to make sure that I was there, of course, earlier in the year, but I wanted to go on the last day because so many people really were rooting for this exhibit to really stay. It was really an iconic exhibit. It's been there for over a year. And just to see uh, so many people, um, their responses to just the exhibit alone. I have to say, I en enjoyed myself. I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. And just to hear how many people um, came on the last day just to see, you know, um, these last moments of just black cinema, I think was just, it was amazing. It really was. So I want to get into a couple of questions that you guys have asked me um, about fashion. And because of my Instagram page and, you know, all of the fashion stuff that you guys see all the time, you know, you were like, my team has sent me a couple of questions and, you know, we chose about about seven or eight 
of some of your questions that I really started to think about as a person that's in fashion, that works in fashion, um, that has lived and breathed fashion my entire life and probably always will. Um, And so I really wanted to just say one thank you to all of you, uh, one who continue to listen to the show and to follow me on Jameer underscore Smith on Instagram. Um, But let's get into these questions, man. So first question is, can you describe a project where... I had to think outside of the box and to come up with some fashion solutions. Um, I remember a couple of projects that I was working on uh, back in Atlanta, um, and it was actually in costume and design. And, you know, we were given a scene that we had to, um, you know, create an outfit for. And and I don't know if you guys know whenever you're creating uh, or you're in wardrobe design and you have to you know, read the script and be super creative on how you want and how you see the character. And then you have to really portray how you want the director to see you, you know, because how, you know, Ruth Carter does an amazing job at at this as a costume designer. Um, her work showcase who she is as an individual. So you always want to make sure, you know, what you do speaks volumes of who you are and your character as well. And I remember it was super hard to figure out this wedding dress because it needed to be a dress that could get wet and we wanted it to be a tearaway to, you know, a really cute, sexy uh, reception piece. And it was it was a really hard scene to put together. But myself, uh, the team that I was working with, we really did kind of push through and we had to think outside of the box of something that had never been done before and we made it happen. Um, next question. How do you approach... What is this one? How do you approach a problem-solving situation in a creative way? Um, guys, these are not your fashion questions. Let's get into your fashion questions. I'm not answering that question. Uh, let's see. Describe your experience and background in the fashion industry. So listen, we've already gone through this, I know, before, but I am an executive now working in fashion. I have been in fashion for my really entire life. Um, And that is my experience. My experience is now to help teams build relationships and um, make a lot of money by building relationships, sustaining relationships, uh, understanding fashion and really curating their own conversation within fashion. Because I think as you build a clientele, you know, your clients like you because it's you. And you want, as I previously said, you always want to make sure that you are embodying your entire full self. While you are building a client base, whether you're a stylist or a designer or a hairstylist or a makeup artist or whatever creative field you're a part of, you want to make sure that your clients love you because it is you, not because you mirror someone else. That's the reason why we created this podcast. We sound like no one else. We want to make sure that we you know, answer the questions that you guys send in, but also the people that we interview. They're aligned with our show, I mean, just perfectly because we have interviewed creatives that have an extensive background 
And that's the purpose. The goal of our show is to make sure that we bring on creatives to tell their stories, like we like we said earlier. But I think also I look at just my role in this fashion industry that I've had. My tenure is just crazy. And I use that experience in the type of people that I interview, the people that I meet on a daily basis, the relationships that I build, but then also how I talk to my teams and how I want the teams to be so successful in building their own client base and relationships with their with their own you know clients so yeah um what sparked my interest in fashion and how has it influenced my career choices um i think i've always been a lover of fashion so you always hear that story of people oh my gosh, you know, I just, I read Vogue and and Elle magazine under the covers. And me, I did not because I don't even think I could afford Vogue. And I don't even know if I knew what it was, to be honest with you. I think I was more interested in Write On magazine and Word Up magazine and Vibe magazine um, because that's where I saw hip hop and urban fashion and black fashion, Jet magazine and Ebony. You know, I was able to really curate my own identity throughout seeing all of the colorful black people and um, how they curated their own fashion and how the magazines all really stood out on their own. And I think that's where I really fell in love through the words and through the fashion and just reading. And then I started to just mirror my life with a lot of the Vogue magazines and then the GQ magazines because I saw a lot of myself in the words and in the fashion itself. And um, it influenced my my life to always be involved with luxury fashion. And that's how I am now. You know, I will probably always be a part of luxury fashion because I love what the stories of the designers and the, the creatives behind the scenes always put together per season, you know? And I think it's, I, I've said this on this show multiple times that I think it is admirable and it is so hard and it's so creative to see these designers put season after season after season a collection together for the masses the consumers to tear apart love embody purchase throw away talk about and come out with another season of the same thing. I think it's crazy and it's so amazing at the same time. Um, How do you stay updated on the current fashion trends of the industry and developments? Um, Reading. Instagram, social media, Snapchat, TikTok, books. Any and every kind of book in the world in newspapers. I am so old school when it comes to newspapers here in my home. I have um, an L.A. Times that I love to look at as I pour my tea in the morning. And I think it's amazing just to pull out the fashion articles and to read about what's happening in the fashion news and, you know, the challenges and the struggles and the successes of fashion. That's what makes fashion always amazing and, and always, you know, a trillion billion quadrillion dollar business because it's always an ever changing industry. Um, can you share some examples of your previous work? Uh, no, y'all already know what I do. Um, what do you consider to be your strongest fashion related skills and how have you applied them in your most current work? 
Um, my strongest fashion related skill is probably relationships, relationship building. Yeah. Um, I love fashion. I love the idea of it. It doesn't have to always be high end and luxury, you know, because all of us can't afford that. Right. But I think it's about how do you look expensive with your Zara or H&M or Boohoo Man or Sheen outfit and the confidence you have behind it. Those are the things for me that matter. Um, you know, as I talk to my team, it's about the confidence you have in selling the products to your clients and, you know, the knowledge you have about, you know, the current season or the designers and their inspirations. Those are the things that are top of mind and always you know, my strongest fashion related, you know, my focus. Um, next question. How do you approach the creative process when styling an outfit? Ooh. I love throwing myself in the fire, you know, as I see myself or my teams selling an outfit or talking about an outfit because it's that passion whenever I used to be a salesperson and, um, you know, as I used to build the relationships with the clients and the passion, I used to make people try on things and where are you going and where you could go in this outfit and, and really getting clients to think outside of the box. I think it's always great to make sure your clients feel comfortable. Make sure that they always see themselves in the outfits or the hairstyles or the makeup that you give to them. But then you also push them a little bit. You give them a little bit extra so they can think outside of the circle in the box of saying, oh, I never thought about that. Oh, you're right. I could wear that with that and wear this there and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that's the goal. The goal is to make sure you create the excitement. It's always about the experience. That is what people pay for. You can buy any of these outfits and clothes anywhere in the world. But clients will always come back to a makeup artist, to a hairstylist, to the clothing boutique and stores and department stores and wherever. They come back because of the experience that they got from you. And that's what I appreciate. Um, duh, 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 duh. No, next question. How do you collaborate with others? such as models, photographers, other stylists, to bring my fashion vision to life? Hmm. It's interesting because as I read this question, it's really individual because I've worked with models and photographers and stylists individually. And I think we've all had an initial goal. That means that we... You know, we look at the final project and we say, this is what, you know, our our idea is. How do we make it come to life? And it's all about collaboration. That's it. I, you have to make sure that there's alignment. You have to make sure that, you know, egos are left at the door, even though that there's still going to be some. That's what we are, right? We're all creatives. We all got a little bit of an ego here and there, whatever. But is the goal being met? That is the goal. And then also, how do you make sure that at the beginning, you all sit down and write down, what are you looking to accomplish in this entire project? How do we make sure that 
your vision is met, my vision is met, and the overall vision of the projects are met. So that's how me specifically, I've collaborated with all of these amazing people because as creatives, we all want our own shit. I don't even curse, but these days it is what it is. We all have our own SHIT that we want to get out and say, hey, I did this and I'm amazing and see all the stuff that I can do. But the other piece behind it is, how do you make sure that egos are left at the door? And I have to say that consistently. Because, again, when the ego is involved in the project, nobody wins. That is my biggest advice I will always say to everyone. And then the other piece is this. Work with people that you can learn from. I went back the other day and I looked at my Instagram and I saw some of my mentors that when I look at their videos and their photos, it brings me back to a place when I'm just a little boy again or younger, not really a little boy. And I'm young again and I'm just like, oh my gosh, look at where I am now and look at these are the people that taught me to be a great stylist and a great leader and a great manager and a good man. And I'm just like, these are the people that I collaborated with because I was open and honest and I asked questions and I was a sponge and I wanted to make sure that I supported them by any means necessary. So make sure you find a mentor throughout this whole process, man, for real. Last question. Um, let's see. Can you provide an example of a fashion trend or an innovation that you find inspiring? And how does it resonate with you? Hmm. What is a fashion trend? I can say this. Let me say this. I'll, let's talk about current day. I hopped on a friend's Instagram live the other day and she was having an amazing fashion conversation just about current trends and her fashion inspirations. And I think that she did, you know, an event in New York that I hate that I missed. Shout out to my girl, Carolyn. But, um, you know, we talked a lot about primary pieces and, um, you know, as fashion is shifting, we're all trying to figure out what sustainable fashion looks like. So a lot of the designers are making, you know, these pieces that are timeless. And that's what I was letting her know on her on her Instagram live is that, you know, what I like about the industry right now is that you don't see a lot of the fashion that is just going to be gone tomorrow a lot of the designers down to the fast fashion is really making pieces that can last for a lifetime. But in addition to that, I think, you know, for me, I am not a fan of the wide leg pants. I've never been a fan of wide leg pants. What I do like, though, is a pant that has a good break to it. And I'll speak specifically for me um, because I am a very toned, um, you know, guy. I have you know, a nice body at the bottom. So I don't, I like a nice tailored pant. Let me say that. I like to showcase, you know, what the Lord gave me. Come on, y'all. And I just think for me, wide legs don't look good. And maybe I just hadn't found the right one, whatever. But I just, that's not a trend that I'm in love with. Um, 
I do, however, like I said, like a higher waisted pant that um, I've been looking at, you know, a lot of colors. I love a good fuchsia. I love a good yellow. I love a good green. And it got to be a good green, y'all, like a good hunter green, you know, a good dark, dark green. But what I am in love with, I will say this, is blazers. And I love a good blazer under nothing. You can do bare chest. I love a good blazer with a cami as a woman. For men, throw a nice tank or tee and just wear that with a, a different color pants, you know? Um, wear that with some distressed jeans and, and a good boot. Like, that's the vibe that I'm on right now. And I think, you know, as fashion is continuing to elevate and shift and change, I think we're all getting to a place of more relaxed fashion, but also a good dress up, a good day to evening that you can wear something during the day. And then, of course, shift it during any good evening, whether it's a concert or a dinner or a date or something that you're going on. It still transitions very well. Um and I think that's what really resonates with me as we continue to navigate through this crazy world that we're living in. Um, but thank you guys, honestly, for your fashion questions. Huge shout out to Carolyn for letting me hop on her Instagram. I know she's going to probably listen to this this uh, show today. Thank you for just being you. Love you so much. Um and I really just want to say thank you all, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, I have to say, um, stay safe, drink water, mind your business, <laughs> do some reading. I think with everything right now, um, I am staying sane and I am really just understanding my purpose because I am doing a lot of reading, a lot of journaling a lot of time within the show and just figuring out what are our next moves. But I also enjoy that I'm, I'm moving with it in silence. And you have to do that in time. You know, I always say this, throw your Beyonce on. Y'all don't know nothing about Beyonce until she let y'all know what's happening. So I think, you know, as we continue to be great, as we navigate this new season, let's continue to stay positive. Let's continue, as we always say on our show, stay creative. And until next time, guys, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this show. Because you guys are a part of this show with listening, with sending in questions to Jameer underscore Smith at Instagram. And also the Jameer Smith show at gmail.com. I want you to stay tuned because we have an amazing artist coming on the show next week. I think we have like two or three shows in one week. Oh, my gosh. Y'all know how we do. Listen, we'll pump out three, four episodes in one week. And y'all be like, yo, we still on this first episode. Listen, y'all know how we do at the Jameer Smith show. And guess what? I'm so excited. I'm giving you an early announcement. We will be at One Music Fest in Atlanta, Georgia this year. <laughs> and that is October 27th and October 28th. We will be covering again for the second year. I can't believe it. Um, we're flying back to Atlanta. It's going to be a huge weekend that weekend because we were invited to a couple of events that are happening in Atlanta. And then, of course, kicking off one music fest shout out to janet jackson 
And shout out to Kendrick Lamar and shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. And I mean, all of the amazing artists that are going to be on that bill for that weekend. I mean, we had an amazing time last year. We had a lot of coverage and um, I'm excited about this year. So again, everyone stay tuned per usual. Y'all know how we do. And thank you again for listening. Stay positive, but stay creative until next time. Thank you for listening.